0: Good morning. morning. It's great to be back. It's really great to be in the house of the Lord and to be with the church family. And a lot has happened. I'm seeing little ones walking that used to didn't walk them. Seeing what used to be little ones are now big ones. Uh, So it's really a great, great thing. Uh, The message in the title for today is Our Christian Identity. And before we get started, I want to say, Beverly and I have been practicing social distancing, not out of fear, but out of love. You all know that I'm a natural hugger. You all know that. So, if I don't hug you today like you're used to getting hugs, know that I still love you. Okay? You take my virtual hug. Okay? Okay. Let us pray. Lord, we just give thanks to you, and we just thank you for the worship that we had today. Thank you for the worship team. Yeah, yeah, let's give them a, a hand. I really appreciate the worship team as I've been online every Sunday, so, you know, uh, definitely connected and, and all of that, and, and it's just a wonderful thing, and so uh, just want to thank thank you, Lord, for, for our worship team, for this church, River in the Hills, to even have an opportunity to to come uh, together and to be able to, to worship with each other uh, corporately. We just thank you for that. And we just thank you for this word that we will share today, Father, that is the word that you would want to have uh, spread, communicated uh, throughout all the voices that can hear these, uh, my words today. And I thank you for that. And I ask that your Holy Spirit comes upon this message and that it is received in a loving way, it is accepted in a loving way, and that your love is shown in this message. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. amen. Okay, there's a lot going on in the world today, whole lot. We are experiencing a worldwide pandemic, the whole world has been disrupted. The whole world, not just America, the whole world. We are seeing people die from the pandemic. I'll be the first to tell you that I know someone that died from COVID-19. My sister had COVID-19. I know somebody who's close to death with COVID-19. So these are, you know, real things. We are seeing murders in front of our own eyes. We are seeing peaceful protesters being assaulted. We are seeing violent protesters. We are seeing looting. We are seeing shooting. We're seeing protesting in sports. We're seeing people, police, cities, and governments under siege and seizing in America and around the world. A lot is going on. We're seeing our Christian brothers at times spewing vitriol and hate, much and sometimes even more than non-Christians. In many ways, instead of being the salt and light of the world and what we are taught to be as Christians, we're acting counter to everything that we know Jesus has told us to do. You know, in a recent situation that some of you are probably more aware of, we even saw a Christian leader throw his wife under the bus. A lot is happening. A lot is happening. We're seeing us fight amongst each other, being scornful towards our own brothers and sisters and others to to the point that we're telling the world that we are only Christian in name only. We're acting like wolves in sheep clothing. It's not all bad. (laughs) I'm stating the facts. The Lord has placed this on my heart to share this (laughs) message with us. We seem to have become more fearful of man and less fearful of God. I would like today to remind all of us within the sound of my voice that not only do we have the opportunity to be salt and light, but we have the ability to spread God's truth more now than ever before throughout the world. God's word says in Luke 6:43 to 45, you can tell a tree by its fruit. How? by showing and spreading the truth of the gospel and showing the love of Christ Jesus, by rightfully, truthfully, and demonstrating the love of Christ as he has instructed us to do, and by speaking for those who can't speak, like the unborn, the oppressed, the poor, and for justice. Those are things the Lord Jesus Christ has told us about So in our actions and in our works, that's what we should be doing. So, what type of tree are you? And what type of fruit are you producing? If you see someone bearing bad fruit, it is important to recognize that and to avoid falling into producing that same bad fruit. On the other hand, if you see someone bearing good fruit, It is important to recognize that as well and to emulate into producing that same good fruit. Mm -hmm. When we follow the way of Jesus Christ, we produce good fruit. When we follow men and their ways more than Christ, we go closer to darkness than we do to light. Make sense? Okay. Luke 6 45 tells us for a good tree does not bear bad fruit nor does a bad tree bear good fruit for every tree is known by its own fruit for men do not gather fig from thorns nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Everything that Jesus Christ has taught us is about having a good heart. It's about mercy. It's about kindness. It's about being almost exactly everything opposite of what we're seeing in the world today. Knowing that Christ died for us and laid out a perfect example for us to model, it gives us an elevated identity. Let's talk about identity. The definition for identity, the condition of being a certain person or thing. I like the second definition even better. It's the set of characteristics by which a person or thing is definitively recognizable or known what is your identity our identity hopefully for everyone in here a Christian identity unfortunately I think at times we as Christians have forgotten that when we accepted Christ that we accepted the highest identity that a man or woman can ever have do you all accept that That's the highest identity that any one of us can have. When we accepted Christ, we have a view and identity that is not the same as the world. We accepted to follow and be examples that Christ has demonstrated and laid onto us. Okay, what is Christian identity? Our Christian identity, and hear me, our Christian identity is higher than being a woman or a man, an American, a Republican, a Democrat, an independent, a conservative, a liberal, race, or any other ethnic or identifier. Those are what I would call sub-identities, okay? Unfortunately, many times we let these sub-identities overrule our Christian identity. Mm-hmm. Let me share a few scriptures, examples of what our Christian identity should look like. We'll go to the next slide. John 1.1. nor of the will of man, but of God. That's the highest identity. Children of God. Yes, we're talking about the God of the Most High, who deserves all the honor and glory. We worshiped him, worshiped him just a few minutes ago. Okay? When Paul wrote the letters to the Ephesians, he was sharing insight. What should we look like as a Christian family? Here's his words. Therefore, the prisoners of the Lord beseech you to walk worthy of the, worthy of the calling with which you were called with all lowliness and gentleness and lo- with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Greater is he that is in me that he is in the world, right? He tells us, one God, one Father of all, who is above all. And we have to remember that. That's our Christian identity. Okay? Now let's talk about what Jesus said. And this is important in, in the book of Luke. Okay, interesting in how the experts in the law was trying to kind of test Jesus or try to trick him or whatever, right? And he was just calmly just teaching. It's Beautiful. So in Luke 10, 25 to 37, on one occasion, an expert in the law, expert in the law stood to test Jesus. (laughs) Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? We all want to know that answer. What did Jesus say? He asked him a question. What is written in the law? (laughs) He replied, how do you read it? And he answered, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. We'll get back to the neighbor part. (laughs) Right? We got to love the Lord with all our mind and heart and soul but also he said and in some versions it says you know and the second and everything hinges upon this right is love your neighbor with all the stuff that's going on today do you see loving your neighbor happening a lot doesn't sound like it does it Jesus said you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. He gave the answer. Where the experts of the law wanted to justify himself, Jesus gave them a parable, right? So now he's trying to make it seem like, oh, let, let me justify myself here. Beautiful parable. It tells us exactly what we should be doing. In reply, Jesus said, and this is Jesus talking to us. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed on the other side. Let me repeat. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And he passed on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed By on the other side as well. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. Okay, when they say he took pity on him, that means he had compassion, mercy, sympathy, empathy, and kindliness towards this guy. You can use some other words if you want to, but that's what it seemed like to me. The parable goes on. He went to him and bandaged his wound, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. Impressive. Oh, that's not in in the word, but... (laughs) It's an example of, of what we should be doing. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look at him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robber? Okay, the expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Message given. (laughs) Message received. Okay, all right. Powerful words that all of us should be moved to act and help our neighbor. Yes, as Christians, we must love the Lord with all our mind, heart, and soul. And yes, we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. That is the truth. And it's spoken directly from Jesus. Go and do likewise. In that parable, the good Samaritan neighbor wasn't someone that he even knew. It wasn't his next door neighbor. But the compassion and the mercy and the kindliness and the empathy and the benevolence was an example of love. That's what we're talking about here. The love of God, the love of Christ Jesus, the model that we are to follow with our Christian identity. Child of God. It was also a model showing how the priest and the Levite ignored their neighbor. Sometimes we can get so tied up in whatever it is that we're doing that we're missing the point or we're not doing likewise. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what happens is that we're in these sub-identities when we need to be Mm -hmm. in the Christ identity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Question. Are there neighbors that you see who are beaten and left half dead that you may be ignoring? Quite sure there's people that I am. This isn't just for you. If going through this, you know, I got a lot of conviction. My heart has been pricked. <laughs> or are we walking on the other side of the street of things that we know that Christ would want for us to do? A few more scriptures, and we can look at as a church on our Christian identity as a family. So, church family, that's very important. I love my church family. You guys have been my family for pretty much since we've been here in Austin for almost 18 years. Just a few scriptures Corinthians 12, 26 through 27. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. So we're all part of the body of Christ. So we need to make sure that we're taking care of each other and looking out for each other. Peter 1, 4, 8. And above all things, have fervent love, for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sin. Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. We talked about that salt and light. That's what we're supposed to be. And I know we've talked about that in, the last, in a few messages more recently that, that's covered, but that's what we're supposed to do. These are identities as the body of Christ. Okay, next slide, Sloan. Ephesians 4, 11, 16. And he himself gave some to the apostles. And this is the part of really understanding the body has different functions, different uh, uh, limbs and <laughs> uh, different parts, members of the body, right? And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying, to build up, edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to be a perfect man to the measure of the statures of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children point of this verse to me no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with the every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting but be speaking the truth in love May grow up in all things unto him who is the head. So we got to speak the truth and in love. That will help us to have peace. Even when there's turbulent times like right now, if you're honed in with the Lord. He'll let you know what you need to do. You know, this one really, really gets me. (laughs) Anyway, all different parts of the body, right, that supply different things, and we all have to do our part in the body to, to, to help. But this message, or this scripture for me, just tells me, We have to keep watch. We have to know what type of tree it is, what type of fruit are coming from it. We have to show love, which oftentimes requires a lot of courage to be bold enough to speak up, to refute, to address, to talk about things that may look easier... (laughs) To just follow along or tag along. The easiest thing to do is ignore or get, go across on the other side of the street. He's already telling us that there's going to be lots of deceit. He tells us about wolves in sheep's clothing. Okay, what did Jesus say about worrying? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after these things, the Gentile seeks. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all things. He knows in advance, right? But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. His righteousness, extremely important and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. sufficient for the day is its own trouble. That's not saying you don't do anything. It's saying you do what you can in a natural that is Christ-directed, guided, <laughs> what he has taught us to do, and he'll do the supernatural. And he'll take care of, of whatever needs to be taken care of for you. Important as a church family, right? We are built to edify the body of Christ, not be scoffers and mockers. Question, do you find yourself saying negative things and things you are not proud of towards others or hating on people or groups? that may or may not be Christians? With the stuff that's going on right now, <laughs> I'm quite sure many of us have, whether we admit it or not. I'll be the first to say, yes, there's been times when, and I'm not really normally a negative person, I'm, I like to think, maybe I asked my wife that question, and she'll answer yes or no, no. Like to think that I'm <laughs> really, actually a very positive person. Matter of fact, usually when there's turbulent times, I. I tend to have more uh, interaction with people that I know or people that know me. But I found myself where there's been times when I say, oh man, that guy is crazy. <laughs> That's not a normal response for me. But I do know how to react when, I'm, when I hit that spot. One of the things that I do is I stop the inflow of negativity. The biggest inflow of negativity that I see today is the media. Whatever media that you use, <laughs> I cut that off and I increase the Word of God. never fails to get me back where I need to be or to overcome what is coming in my direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. The truth is, is the more you fill your heart with God's word, the more good fruit that will be produced. Yes. Galatians five twenty two twenty three 23 says, but the Holy Spirit, you hear that? The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. If you think about the fruits of the Spirit, it's almost total counter to a lot of what's Trying to be fed to us. And we have to be smart enough not to eat it. Because we do want to demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit, right? Okay, just a quick quote, and I guess we need to be wrapping it up here. This is from Corey Ten Boom. She was a Holocaust. Survivor. And I thought this was just perfect. If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. I think that sums it up. I'll share two other things that has been, the Lord has showed me in my life that I think it's been really great with this, all the stuff that's going on. So my wife and I, obviously we've been practicing social distancing, but we do walk or run or whatever. And so we're in our neighborhood a lot more than before. And I thank Todd, because uh, Todd Adams, I had a, a discussion and he told me how he and Sarah sometimes will go walk and then they will just pray, you know, and uh, pray for things or whatever. Well, I tend to listen to uh, praise and worship when I'm walking or running or whatever and stuff. And so I kind of mixed it up a little bit. And now sometimes I'll, you know, pray or, or, or speak in my prayer language or whatever. And I'll ask the Lord, what direction do you want me to go? I got several different routes or whatever. And sometimes I get something back that tells me, okay, hey, you're going through Villas 2 or Villas 1 or, or whatever, right? Where I get the sense, right, that that's where I'm going. So I got to tell this story, because I think this, I think this was a point that God was really trying to share with me. There's this little kid, blonde kid, blue eyes, he's just a little cutie pie. He thinks I'm the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> His name is Camden, he's four years old, he just turned four, he got a brand new little race car, you know the kind where you can get in and the parent can get in now too and they can drive around or whatever, yeah. And so he's following me around, he sees me and his dad like what, where are you going, you know. And one time Camden's in front of me. He stops on a bridge, gets out of his car and at attention kind of like waiting for me to come by. And you know what Camden wants to do? He wants to high five Paul (laughs) and he jumps all into it and he high fives me, you know? And I say, that kid's a good tree. That's good fruit. But I think what the Lord was showing me, you need, we need to have childlike love like that. He don't have any biases. He's not thinking any way. It's just pure. Next time I saw him, which was last week, I was concerned about Candom. I see a little kid come out of a garage running full steam ahead towards me. He goes past one house. He goes past two house. I'm like, where's his parents? You know, this is a street, right? But he's coming to get his high five. <laughs> so I give him the high five. He jumps in and then he turns around and he's real fast. And then I see the, the parents are still in the garage or whatever, but they knew he was what he was going to go do. So anyway, that's, that's really cool. But that's the Lord showing me that's true love. That's true being a neighbor. Wow. I got another neighbor. He's about 75. Him and his wife have been married for 54 years. We never had even had talked to each other. But through these routes or whatever, and, and every now and then, Bev has been with me. We've come to, even with social distancing, we're talking about, and I learned that he's, you know, a man of faith as well or whatever. And while he was uh, dealing with cancer, you know, we used to talk and, you know, and now if he sees me running, this man, first let me say this. I could tell that he really wanted to get engaged with me. He said, black lives matter. That's what he told me. He didn't just say it as a slogan. He said it with conviction that he believes. And I told him, yes, black my, black lives matter. All lives matter equally. That's what I told him. That man a couple times now when he seen me running far Uh, from his backyard, and then I come back around, he's out there before I get there just to say, hey, brother, how you doing? That's neighborly love in more sense than one, right? He is a neighbor, even though it's a mile away or whatever, but he is showing something. I'm not like him. In the neighborhood I live, I'm one of the few. So most of the people that I run into <laughs> are not looking like me, okay? <laughs> and that's okay. I, I'm good with that because I love all people. Love has no color. Christ has already told us that. Okay? <laughs> that's you. That's you, Pastor. <laughs> and your lovely wife. <laughs> And your fruits. <laughs> 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 all right. Practical things we can do. John 13, 34, 35. I say to you, a new commandment I give you, give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have loved one To another. That's it. So, I highlighted three things that we can do. These are practical things that we can do. One, stay in the word and fill yourself with God's word and truth. And if you find yourself getting out of balance or whatever, put more of God into you. That could even be here. Okay, Kyle. That could be here in the prayer room too. I not get the plug for it. <laughs> or wherever. But that's very key. You know how Glenn sometimes talk about you got to go upreach, inreach, reach, outreach, right? But if that out is coming out in the way that it shouldn't be, Quickly get back to (laughs) to the in-reach, right? Okay. Two, speak out the truth, even if it's not popular. That's the biggest thing right now I see that we got to do as Christians because there's a lot of stuff that are kind of half-truth or not, you know, even truth at all, and we don't want to be drinking the Kool-Aid. I think some of you got... (laughs) 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 All of his word is what we need to be looking at. Not man's fleshly, world-driven actions. Remember, your greatest identity is the identity of Christ. <clears throat> Children of God. Three. And this one is a, it can be a tough one for some. Stretch yourself in the name of Christ. Engage with people unlike you. You know why that's important? What was that? Exactly. (laughs) Think of it. He did that quite a bit, right? We highlight a few of those. Uh, Think of Jesus. Do you remember Bartimaeus? The woman at the well, the leper he healed, the tax collector who he stayed with in his house. He even helped Peter to know that the Gentiles could be saved through a vision through Cornelius and Peter's vision, right? Peter's like, oh, I don't touch anything undefiled or whatever, right? Oh, she comes out. What, what is that all about, right? <laughs> anyway, long story short, Peter and Cornelius would probably have never met had they not both been upreaching because they both had the vision and it was the power of the Holy Spirit that gave them those, those visions, Right? I will close with this last scripture to close this message. And it comes from Colossians 3:1-3. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above. Not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. That's the story. That's our identity. That's what we need to do. And later, I guess we'll be here to pray. I'll turn it over to, to Glenn, but we'll be here to pray. Or we'll have our prayer teams here today uh, and we'll pray with you. If you struggle with keeping your Christian identity, and find yourself slipping and more to your sub-identity too much, let us pray for you. If you find yourself getting stuck in the media, wrong beliefs, worldly views, worldly attitudes, and you're, or demonstrating scornful behavior too much, not emulating the love of Christ, Jesus Christ, with your words and actions, we'll be here to pray for you. If you found yourself not taking your rightful place as a true follower of Christ and have found yourself spending more time being a scoffer or a scornful person rather than spreading the love of Christ and showing the mercy and grace of Christ? We'll be here to pray for you. It's it's no big thing. God can fix anything. All things are possible through Christ which strengthens us. Come up for prayer if you want to be like Jesus as he talked to the Samaritan woman at the well. Jews and Samaritans were supposed to despise each other. Matter of fact, his disciples were like, what in the, what you doing here? Where you want us to st- take a step towards getting out of our own world to learn and listen and share truth of the Lord outside of our normal, homogeneous group. Come up for prayer. Come up for prayer if you want to have a childlike love like Camden. He doesn't know me from Adams, not, not Sarah Adams you know. and <laughs> Come up for prayer if you want prayer for revelation and knowledge, how to be more Christ-like. Also come up for prayer if you have any other needs. I want to thank you for this opportunity to share what God has placed on my heart. If your heart was pricked, think about in the book of Acts, before the Holy Spirit came upon them, their hearts were pricked. Be blessed and thank you, church family.
1: at the altar and prayer teams on the side over there under those signs for those who want to social distance while you have prayer. Uh, I don't know if many of you know this. Maybe John David knows this better than anybody. I don't know about people who know music. Uh, Aretha Franklin's song Respect was written actually by a man because men interpret love as respect she was famous for it for the song but when you say I respect you you you're saying I love you and so since the beginning of COVID we have respected everyone's interpretation of love and we've respected so by saying we respect you online we're saying we love you by saying we respect your desire to wear a mask, we say we love you. By saying we respect your desire to not wear a mask, to not social distance, we love you. It's all love. And when Bob Jones had a moment before the Lord, when he literally was had a near death experience, he saw people going into heaven, and he they were at he was there was the Lord or an angel asking each person at the end of their life, did you learn to love? So I want to pray for all of us. I'd like us all to stand. I'd like the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be released that we would know how to love. This message has been amazing to set our compass on who we are, what God's word says And I'm trusting right now. I mean, I'm talking, let's get fervent right now and ask the Lord to show. Lord, release revelation right now on what love looks like in my life. I want to love rightly. I want to express it rightly to others. And so, Father, we come before you. spirit of wisdom and revelation there's so much deception in the media there's so much reports from this doctor or this study or that Lord help us to navigate with the spirit of truth just right now just invite the spirit of truth to release be released over you help us to move in the truth that we could love in truth and Lord the river runs to the lowest place so we humble ourselves from our preconceptions, continue to speak to us wisdom and
0: revelation.